0: Now arriving at day, day fourteen. Ghislaine Maxwell. Was that it? Could you please Maxwell. please Maxwell. Could you please Maxwell. Maxwell. That
1: was very good.
0: <laughs> It's the double.
1: Cuz it's, it's, like, it's, it's always like it's always like, you know,
0: J, J in 3 minutes. Yeah. 3 car, L, L in 2 minutes. God,
1: you would be. 1 efficient.
0: car, M in 9 minutes.
1: You're incredible at this.
0: I here's my thing. I have a question. What? What is all these New York people talking with bing bong?
1: I don't know. What the hell are you talking about?
0: This is like a whole thing now. This like, this is like a viral. It's like fake viral slang that they're always like, oh, it's like bing bong, like the subway. It's like the subway doesn't go bing bong.
1: What? The subway is Liz.
0: I are, mean, it does, but it doesn't sound like bing bong. Um, Liz,
1: it's so so good to be recording with you again. Uh, just checking, have you gone to like a doctor since you've been <laughs> sick? Like, is it? <laughs> You sound kind of feverish. Take some quinine.
0: Oh my! Gosh.
1: I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, I, I ride Ding around bang. here. I ride around here like a satrap with my you know yeah, as a podcaster in- here in New York. I I, I I go I go on a, a elevated chair with four of my catamites.
0: uh, Yeah, you're only on those like disposable scooters that you Uber or whatever.
1: No, I I rent an entire sleigh full of the the disposable scooters or those little guys. And then I attach them all onto my, of course, um, my sleigh. And then I just sort of drive around
0: the city like that. I can't believe someone was like, let's make an Uber for scooters. I hate that. It's so awful. It worked. It worked until it didn't.
1: No, it's still, it's no, you no. Know, here's the thing with the scooter thing there was a big backlash at first, subsided. That's what
0: always and then everyone just absorbed. They're like, well, this is life now. You yeah. know what? You don't have to take it, people. You don't have to take it. Stand up to big scooter.
1: I'll be real. If you're a grown man riding a scooter and you're not Italian, that's
0: brothers. a different kind of scooter.
1: I know. It's a different kind of scooter, different kind of grown man. You know, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta balance it out or something. You gotta, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I killed Well, dogs see, the, the Italians
0: balance it out where they, you know, they've got the scooter, which you're like, ooh, but then it's like a kind of muscle scooter. And you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I'm a grown man. And you're like, uh, and they're like, but I live with my mother. And you're like, oh. Yeah. It's all about balance.
1: Yeah. 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 It's true. And speaking of balance, um, today, Ghislaine Maxwell was declared. What? <laughs> but more on that after we introduce ourselves. <laughs> My name uh, my name is Entrepreneurial. I am here to teach you about how to diversify your income streams at the Southern District of New York, Thurgood Marshall Courthouse. You can sell Adderall. You can wait in line. You can pretend to be an, uh, a member of Glenn Maxwell's family and give interviews to Netflix. Any of these things, you can make a lot of money, and I did all those new things today. We're going to explain it in this episode. Uh, Belden.
0: I'm Liz. We are... Of course, joined by a producer, Young Chomsky. You are listening to True And before I let Brace cut in with what happened today, I want to say that now you just like put in my brain, planted in my brain, this new character. Entrepreneurial. Who is, no, yeah. He's a rise and grind rapper called Entrepreneurial Technique.
1: Yes. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, I got to be real with you guys today. I, I walked away from Southern District New York three racks today. My pocket's bulging. With oh, money. yeah. Yeah.
0: You playing dice
1: with the Marshalls? <laughs> I'm not playing dice with the Marshalls, baby. We're talking New York Times expense account. I oh want $800 from New York Times crime reporter who will remain nameless. But uh, let me just say entrepreneurial is feeling like you can make some <laughs> new investments. Uh, I, gave a, I gave a lesson on drop shipping. In uh, courtroom five uh, oh six, they let God. me. The IT guy was kind enough to let me use the. Well, after teaching about drop shipping, in exchange, he let me use the uh, the, the screens in there. It was the CCTV was really
0: broadcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take to the mic. <laughs>
1: um, but today, today there was a lot of something that I'm used to when people. Uh, th- I'm used to people doing when they're trying to make up their minds as to whether or not they should call the police on me for being in their house,
0: which is deliberation. <laughs> <laughs> but silent deliberation. No one yes. saw any of it.
1: So what happened, was Like like we were saying last night, they send the jury out, uh, and then then we
0: wait. And, and wait, you did nothing happened.
1: <laughs> no, no. The highlights of my day. I got there like a fucking chump early as usual, like 40, You know, which is actually would be late. That's good. Yeah, court that's day.
0: normally late. I feel Not, like tomorrow you should come in at ten.
1: Mm, I feel like that too, but but what if?
0: So, well, we'll talk about their hours in a little bit. Yeah.
1: I, I walk in at eight forty five, and then I'm like, wait a minute, the jury isn't even here until nine o'clock.
0: Yeah.
1: Why am I here? There was four people in the courtroom. <laughs> or, Who was there? Uh, there's that. There was that like white haired, really serious ABC guy. You know oh, what I'm talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, he's a professional. Uh, guys. Are, yeah, he's a, he smokes Sigs And so interesting. You know, yeah, he's a real deal. Mm. Uh, and then uh, I don't know, just a few other like random, those British people that are always there. Wow, um, oh, they're always there. And suits every day. Not less of the suit guys were there. Well, oh, one okay. of the suit guys was there, but not most of the suit guys weren't there. But I was like, well, oh, these guys are here. Maybe, Which, to be know. fair, I
0: appreciate. I think you should wear a suit every day.
1: Yeah. I've been wearing male a suit, male and female, too. Uh, tuxedo. Canadian style I, uh, I actually have stopped wearing denim shirts and uh, pants t- to court because too many people were commenting on it um, oh. but uh, basically nothing happened until I would say 10, 11 o'clock we get some notes we get a note and the, the note was asking I think, I think this actually happened at like around 10 o'clock was uh, the, the, everyone came back in the you know judge came back in uh, defense prosecution, and uh, then they asked they were delivered a note. The judge was delivered a note by the jury. Just dropped my jewel, asking um, for Annie Carolyn and Jane's testimony, notably not Kate's.
0: Mm. Well, makes sense.
1: Yeah, and um, we were told that there had to be some redactions made to those, presumably mm. because in the the transcript. Of them being deposed they their sidebars included in that and mm. maybe they can't see the sidebar i don't know what i don't know exactly what know what they have to redact, that would make they sense have to, they have to redact stuff
0: and things that were objected, like sustained objections that yeah. need to be out of the record
1: i'm assuming so yeah mm. um guess how long that took four hours on the money baby doll really it's actually kind of unclear exactly how long that took because that so was- So it took re- four hours. Well, it was actually revisited, so it could have actually taken longer. I think it was three hours. Mm. That's what we heard, but we revisited it at 4.55, actually five o'clock when the jury was brought back in. And the way that, uh, the way that Judge Nathan was talking about it, it's like they still, the testimony actually still had not been delivered to the jury, but- that's unclear. I'm going with it has been delivered, and Oof. maybe she was her tenses were just all fucked. Maybe
0: up. Maybe it was partially delivered. I don't know. Here's my. So I'm stupid because I am like, wow, they didn't have that to begin with. Seems yeah, like one a thing they think. should have.
1: One would think. Yes.
0: But they just give them in a room, and then the jury has to ask for everything. That seems like a wicked, wicked game. game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes,
1: it does. Yes, it does. <laughs>
0: Um, (laughs) I don't know why I went there, but it does. Now, I have a question, Brace, Brace.
1: What's happening, baby doll?
0: So, I read on the internet, on the interweb, that there was another note. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was attached to that note, or if it was a separate note. Separate note. Okay. Where they asked to see, and they said this incorrectly, Carolyn's deposition from 2007. Now... I want to do a little divining here, a little, a little baseless speculation, as I want mm-hmm. to do. Um, there is no, first of all, there is no 2007 deposition, correct? Yeah. But there is a 2007 302, mm-hmm. which is the notes taken by the FBI from what they wrote down of what Carolyn told them.
1: Yes, this is actually a, a – um, I don't think we really went into this during our episodes on the, on the day that this was sort of discussed. But mm. this actually came up quite a few times during the trial. And like Liz said, a 302 is basically the summary of an interview that is not recorded with a victim in this case. And uh, the, the, the agent gives you know writes the summary out basically of mm-hmm. what they said. Now, that was not entered into the
0: record. Right.
1: Um, it's not. A, I
0: don't think 302s can be even.
1: I honestly don't know. It does seem like hearsay because they yeah, are yeah, inexact. Yeah. And totally. that, was, that was a big point of contention during the trial is that these are actually, this is a summary. And so it's not actually. Right. You know, um, and it's not what she said.
0: Listeners might remember that Carolyn, you know, frequently when the defense was asking her why she was contradicting what she told, allegedly told the uh, DOJ in 2007, she said, that's not what I said. They wrote it down wrong. Right. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. For example, she referred to, she said that when she said that she got um, a number from, an, from the telephone book, what she meant was like. The little black book, like an address book, a, a, a personal address book, not like the, you know, I don't know. The white pages, yellow pages. Yeah. The yellow pages. Thank you. <laughs> hey, wow. Forgot yeah. that one.
1: Well, your brain's cooked, baby doll. I know. Um, so your brain's cooked, not hers. So yeah, that was, that was a big thing because also, and, and, uh, John Sweeney actually pointed this out to me early today is that it during the, in that 302, I believe it says that, uh. There was another person, which would be Ghislaine Maxwell, who had an unidentified accent. And mm. what he pointed out is like, Carolyn is not saying that this is an unidentified accent. The FBI agent is saying that she could not accurately, with 100% accuracy, identify this accent,
0: Right, right, which right. Is, there is a
1: distinction there because it's obviously Ghislaine. There's nobody else with an accent that would be calling her.
0: So, but what that says then? Why would the jury want that? Well, or not the jury? At least, a, at least one juror, because it exa- can just be a single juror that's passing a note. To be clear, so,
1: so with that, it, it's it's it's. To- I mean, obviously, we don't know exactly why they wanted it, um, but that that deposition that oh, not deposition that three hundred two was referenced um, several times in in you know in cross examination of Carolyn. Um, po- probably something to do with that. However, it was not, like we said, admitted into evidence, so they actually cannot have that. Um, no, no,
0: yeah, but what I mean is I think that if someone's asking for it, they have doubts about the consistency of Carolyn's testimony, and that's yeah. what they want to examine.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, Carolyn, I believe, did actually identify Ghislaine Maxwell in 2009 to the FBI, just a few years later. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's... God only knows, and this is actually what gave a lot of people in the courtroom. And I will not name any names here, but this is good, gave a lot of people pause. And people are like, "Oh my God, they're going to acquit her." Mm. And this is this is what I'm talking about. Is a lot of people. You know, you can't really help it. At, you, you, the only morsels of information you get are so abstracted and so context-free. Yeah,
0: sure. Also, it's fun. Everyone loves it, to speculate.
1: Exactly. That everyone's like, oh, this means she's going to be acquitted. Oh, this means she's guilty. Oh, They're taking this Everyone out of time. Does, you know,
0: it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do this with everything. Everyone exactly. does this with the election. He's going to win. He's going to lose.
1: Exactly. Um, and so- yeah, uh, that was sort of the big that was the big news of the day.
0: I mean, I do think that at least it does show us that the defense, and you know, for this taking longer than maybe some people maybe some people thought it would be much quicker. I don't know. Um, it sounds like they had asked the jury asked to go from nine until four thirty with the possibility of going into Thursday, which um, I think maybe some people weren't expecting. And so maybe it means that the defense, like, you know, got in at least one juror's craw a little bit more than we anticipated.
1: Well, so the deal with that is that they actually passed, they passed another note asking for a sort of dictating their own
0: schedule tomorrow, saying that they get here at nine. <laughs> Young Chomsky made a really cute joke saying they unionized. <laughs>
1: yes. They, they were getting there at nine. They wanted to be served lunch at noon and uh that they wanted to leave by 4 30. Now the judge added on to that. She was like, listen, we're not supposed to be in court on Thursday and Friday. We were originally going to take that off for Christmas. However, because and remember, this is day 14 of the trial, meaning today is literally the two-week mark of actually being in the courtroom, which is very quick. Uh, she's like, you know, originally we thought this trial would be longer. And so that's why we were taking Thursday and Friday off. And so Actually, I'm going to say if they want to deliberate, if they're still not done, if they're still not done and they choose to come back on Thursday, they can. They don't have to. They can come back Mm. the next Monday. But if they want to go into Thursday, they can do that.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes. Um, They came up with another note, too, asking if they could consider Annie's testimony conspiracy to commit a crime in counts one and three.
0: So count one in the indictment charges, Gillian Maxwell, the defendant with conspiring that is agreeing with others to entice an individual to travel to interstate commerce, to engage in sexual activity. Um, count one relates to multiple alleged victims in the time period between 1994 and 2004. So they were asking for clarification on Annie for that one, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. They, and they were saying that uh, because there was a caveat sort of read before Annie's testimony, where it just says the sexual acts were not illegal
0: uh, right?
1: in, you know, in New Mexico, you know, age of consent stuff. And, uh, so it was, uh, this, this is actually has to do with the conspiracy counts. Yes. And,
0: but in travel,
1: in travel. And so the answer to this is yes. However, um, Christian Everdell was not having it and kept trying to get her to add the caveat about the other charges Saying that you know it can't be included with you know blah blah blah, or it can't be taken as you know she had illegal sex with a minor. Right, and, right, um, right. The judge also was not having that either, and so the, the yeah, note was sent back saying yes,
0: because that is confusing.
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's funny. There's actually quite a lot of sort of confusion about the charges here. I mean, and it is a really complicated case actually like it's much more complicated than it it, you know at first appears because i think a lot of people listening to this and or you know just sort of with any sort of familiarity of the case in a broad sense would be like well yeah she's guilty but she has to be guilty of these pretty specific charges here um yeah you know i i do think she is and i think they can find her guilty with the evidence that was uh that was put forth but um but, yeah, it does show, though, that they were pay- – if, if they're asking these sort of specific questions, it does show that they were paying attention.
0: Yeah, I also think – well, yeah, that's a good thing that they're paying attention because um, it's a big deal. But I, I think – I don't know. For some reason, I feel like because of the nature of this case and how there's like diff- there's like one long time period but different victims that correspond to different time periods and different victims that correspond to different – um. Like different kind of almost layered counts, but some mm-hmm. of them are related to each other and some aren't. It's like yeah. very. I think the prosecution, like my worry, is that they set up a a complicated case to yeah. to kind of like weed through and make clear. You know what I'm. You know what I mean.
1: I absolutely do, and it is a complicated. I mean, the the instructions to the jury that were read out about this was took an hour and a half. Yeah. You know? It's a, it's a really long, I mean, it's a long and sort of complicated series of charges that, yeah, you're right, are interconnected.
0: So they get back tomorrow, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They're staying until 4.30. I love that they like an early day. That's good. Good I know. for them. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it's, you know, I, I actually don't exactly know where all the jurors um, or any of the jurors come from. And so, so people were saying that Southern District of New York could draw them actually from counties, other counties too. So that could be like. You know, quite a commute these
0: people mm, yes
1: um but yeah we'll be back tomorrow i mean it's it's i mean I, both this podcast but also i will be back sitting in court tomorrow
0: any good go- any other good gossip well baby two more things okay one
1: related to Galen maxwell and one that i almost don't want to tell you because i know how disappointed you'll be oh no so with galene maxwell I noticed, as did many people, because again, there wasn't a lot really to look at today, and so you sort of glommed onto any detail that you could. There were a couple people sort of skulking around the family bench, uh, which is the the sort of row right behind the defense, and in fact, I was able to make sure of that today. I would say that the A tier row of the rows. They Um, were
0: not. I'm telling you right now. They were not in sitting there during the trial. (laughs) Like I don't know what to tell you. They were in this the row behind that.
1: This is. I will bet you. Okay. Right now,
0: the entrepreneur
1: bets you fifty dollars. Okay. Um. I know
0: exactly where they were sitting.
1: (laughs) The um the 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 family row today had uh had some new members in it it had uh an older sort of kind of actually frankly male maxwell looking guy and everyone thought he was kevin at first but he, i they knew he wasn't because he was too heavy set also no glasses um and too tall uh but a just a guy there who had a cell phone so presumably a lawyer and a sort of uh it, you know, i don't know an older blonde woman as well um also uh with electronic device, meaning that she's almost assuredly a lawyer. Uh, And they were sort of conferring with Christine and Isabel having little confabs. And in the row right behind them, there were three young women, I would say early 20s women, multiracial trio uh, of, of women, and appeared to be paralegals or something. One of them was delivering papers back and forth. But it was notable that when the jury was actually brought in at five o'clock, these three women were not sitting two rows back, but they were sitting in the front row right behind Ghislaine. Mm, so sort of flanked by this trio of, um, of young women. And I, I, one can't imagine that that was not absolutely deliberate. The other news here is that I saw Lorenzo.
0: Really? Wait, yeah. Steve?
1: Well, he was referred to me as Lorenzo, but
0: yes. Were you, were you like that's your kid's name? Yeah. Well, was I this didn't, his nephew? I can't remember.
1: He, it was his kid, but yeah. I, that's right, okay. uh, I was, uh, you know, of course, me and the me. Well, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to burn my sources, but you know, you know, I, you know, I'm all in. Cafe Lorenzo and and uh, you know, a good friend of mine sir there uh, consistently. Um, but uh, it was pointed out to me today by a source that Lorenzo himself was behind the, um, behind the steamer.
0: Manning the station. He wasn't manning it.
1: He was just behind.
0: Mm, uh, surveying.
1: Surveying, exactly. Master of his domain, lord of all he can see. And uh, I, I was shocked. What did you see? Well, you might be like, in your head, you're imagining Lorenzo possibly is an Italianite, possibly a Dalmatian, maybe from Trentino. But no, he was from what I call the Italy of the Orient. I believe he was Filipino. Really? Yes. Yes. Which makes sense. Lorenzo, that's, I don't know, that's a Filipino name to me.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, even though that's not his name. But uh, yeah, I also you know, queried, made a couple of queries about this. I don't know if you've noticed. A cup of coffee at Cafe Lorenzo is $2.07.
0: Is that because of tax? An insane yeah, they number bring, well, to you know, at. inflation baby. Uh,
1: but we are in a uh, so so-called corn shortage right now, <laughs> and so you know I, I made some I made some comments i made t- I had some questions, and uh, I oh was told God. that no, they are not supplied with extra coins.
0: I feel like Cafe Lorenzo change. is definitely the kind of place where they would have a like comments. Like a little like like a little mailbox where people could leave comments. You,
1: you might know? feel that way, but reality defies you. In fact, there is no way to speak to Lorenzo unless you're willing to vault over the steaming hot bar that they have there in the morning, and uh, and speak to him face to face. I
0: which... feel like they, you know, they do breakfast a lot better than they do lunch.
1: Oh yeah, but that's a lot easier too. You know, crack yeah. an egg, fry yeah. a strip. But uh, but that that's it uh, for today. I, I mean, it's it's notable that Lorenzo, who hadn't actually been seen in months, is now skulking around the courtroom. Maybe he's got something that he has to hide.
0: Mm. Maybe
1: he's hiding it by being more visible.
0: Mm, in plain sight. Mm-hmm.
1: They call that they call that the uh, extor- They call they call that the <laughs> they call that. What do they call that? They call that the... Uh,
0: Lorenzo's
1: Gambit. <laughs> they, they call that Lorenzo's Gambit. Sorry, I was—I have the Joe Biden stutter disease.
0: I love calling things gambits. Oh, I love a gambit. Who um, doesn't love a gambit?
1: Well, presumably the people that lose on it, but here's the wow. thing. Gambit? You're, gambit is just a higher form of gamble.
0: But like a higher like platonic form.
1: Yeah, but like, cause there's no money. A gambit, there's no money involved.
0: Yeah, like a gambit, and it's not like a gambit is like a high class gamble. Like a gambit no. is the like, uh, you know, yeah, the, an idealized, you know, um, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's on a different plane, really. Yeah, it's a gambit.
1: And speaking of being on a different plane, if you are flying to San Francisco from Boston tomorrow, do not get on your flight. <laughs>
0: My name is Brace. I'm Liz. We are, as always, joined by producer Young Chomsky. The podcast is true and on, and we will see you next time. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein.